Talks, Robert Talks to Jeff Birch. Jeff is an internationally acknowledged authority on change, leadership, sales and customers. An inspirational speaker who has genuine in-depth understanding of business has made Jeff one of the most respected authorities speaking today. A best-selling author and business guru, Jeff has been voted Business Communicator of the Year by the UK Speechwriters Guild and is considered to be one of Europe's most exciting and motivational business experts, working extensively with major global blue chip and FTSE 100 companies to inspire, motivate and inform their people. His entertaining and engaging presentations deliver powerful business principles and key ideas on subjects as diverse as disintermediation, energising teams, improving working culture and how to seize opportunities from change, making them relevant to organisations of all sizes. Because it's, and it's an opportunity to, you can obviously take the recording and do what you will with it. But do you, um, what do you get, are you going to put it on, um, or links to it on Doodah? Button and um, we'll go. Five, four, three, two, one. Hello and welcome to the Guider Talks uh, and it's absolutely fantastic today because I've got the absolute pleasure of having with me the legend in his own lifetime that is <laughs> Mr. Jeff Bird. Now Jeff, uh, um, a man who's written a book called The Way of the Dog, how can you not want that? Resistance is useless, Gerd alone. We've seen him on TV uh, telling people it as it is. He's a, you know, he's a great friend of the BBC or a great person you can see on the BBC. I'll re re redefine that. You'll find out why. Welcome to the show, Jeff. Hello. Nice to be here. Very, very honoured to be invited. Oh, 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 likewise, 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 likewise. So, so just, just to give people who, who might not have heard of Jeff Birch, just give us a little sort of a, a, a four-sentence description of who you well, are, what you are, what you do. My, my comedy description is that I'm a business guru and I go around the world guruing i guru to businesses but i'm a kind of business twonk i i love business and but i also because i've probably got um attention deficit disorder or something i i have to turn every concept into a video in my head which i've realized i can get money by being paid to project these videos <laughs> through my head to, to other uninitiated audiences so that I, I write business books, but I also speak to business audiences. So how did you, how did you get, how did you get to 2020 briefly? I mean, I mean, many people have seen you or read, read you, but what's, what's the, what's the back, the back catalog, the back story behind Jeff Burr? Do you know, I, I would put it down to my genius, my perspicacity and everything else, but to quickly, it's all about a ponytail. You can't leave it there when, you're, when we've got digital agency folk behind well, us. Well, I, 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 I had all sorts of weird businesses. My, my business was businesses. I used to acquire rundown businesses, which is what my mum used to do. My dad was a mad Viennese psychiatrist who never earned any money. So my mum, who was a dodgy old cockney, used to drive about in her old American car looking for businesses that were run down but shouldn't be, and then built them up. And I did the same, sold it all, had some, a bit of cash and just went around doing a bit of management consultancy. And, and one of my 
customers who I absolutely hated would pick fluff off my jacket. He was so precise. So to annoy, and he always used to tell me how he hated people with ponytails. So I grew one. <laughs> and as luck, as luck would have it, he said, oh, without, he didn't fight. He said that we've got this annual conference for our, our, our industry. I suppose, could you do 20 minutes for free? So I did, I did a talk and the phone started ringing off the hook and people, uh, people couldn't remember who I was. They couldn't remember what I'd said, but they could remember it was quite funny. They could remember it had something to do with business and ask the speaking agents, did they know the mad little bastard with the ponytail? <laughs> and I got stuck with this damn thing till my hair fell out. <laughs> so if, if anybody's got business ambitions, just have something like a one ear missing or a horns or a ponytail or green hair, you know. <laughs> but, but there is there is more to it. I mean, you're, you're kind of throwaway about management consultancy as if all management consultants are scum. Uh, <laughs> you said it. I didn't say anything. As if I said, I, I said, as if. That's it. Uh, and, and I think you and I, we both, we're both, you know, long enough in the tooth to know that there are, I mean, there are outrageous people out there charging outrageous sums of money. Yeah. Not only for, I mean, I mean, it's one thing if it was poor advice, but it's another thing when it's, it's blatantly wrong or blatantly inappropriate. Uh, I mean, I, I, I always tell the story about this lady I visited who'd given a hundred thousand pounds to a digital agency, to a graphics agency, a branding agency, and a management consultant for her new business oh. idea. And she only had like 10, 10 visits to her website on day one. And she was going, Oh my God, what's happened? I spent, I spent our life savings on this. And, and the reality was that no, nobody was interested in, in her or her business. What they were interested in was they had a hammer and therefore her problem was a nail. And therefore yeah. I'm going to do you a brand for 15,000 pounds. I'm going to do your website for 50. Irrespective of no one, no one had the, the holistic, I hate the word, but that holistic yeah. viewpoint to go. Now this idea that this lady's got, has it actually got legs? What, what, yeah. what would I, what would, does it actually need to have to actually make it happen? But at the highest level, there's a conspiracy between high-level management consultants and very, very big international businesses. So, I mean, you get Sir Roger calling international Thunderbolt consultants who are probably once an accountancy firm, who, so we won't mention names, who says, look, um, I've got this factory in Sheffield and I want to shut it but then I don't want to be seen to be a bastard. So I want you to do a full top to bottom review and I'll give you three million pounds and I won't be disappointed if the conclusion is that we should shut the Sheffield factory, if you see what I mean. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't think much Pass, consulting goes board. on there. <laughs> I, yeah, that, that stuff does, I mean, I know that stuff does happen and it's happened to me in the past where someone said, um, this is what I'd like the report to say, at which point you stand up and you, you walk out of the room. So there are, there are people who help businesses who have integrity. In fact, there's, in fact, we need to be careful because there are, um, 
there are an awful lot of what I would call sort of boutique consultants yeah. sharing their experience. I mean, I have a, I, I, like yourself, I think I have a problem that just because, just because I ran a sweet shop doesn't mean I know how everyone else knows. I don't necessarily have a 10 step formula to run every other type of sweet shop in every type of town selling sweets. And just because I was good at running a sweet shop doesn't mean that I'm any good at telling someone or enthusing someone or helping them to actually make, make another sweet shop work. So I think we're all aware, we're all aware of, of the, the limitations, but I would also say that when you get someone on your side, who is objective and is there to help you and is not one of not one of Sir Roger's yeah. best mates, then then it, it can be stunning. You know, so I, you know, I'm openly say I've got a a coach or a mentor, whatever you call it. And and for me it's something that so firstly it's it's it challenges my assumptions. Secondly, I I'm lazy, so I need to be accountable to someone. So if someone says, I'll talk to you next Thursday to make sure you've done it, it gets done. So, yeah, we shouldn't be too bitter and twisted about them. A word I would say is TIG welding. What does that mean? It's, it's a very, very highly technical welding technique called mm-hmm. TIG welding. And I, want, I have got a TIG welder. Father yeah. Christmas bought me one. And it's like rubbing your tummy and patting your head at the same time and then changing it. So whilst balancing a golf ball on your nose. Yeah. And I've got a very grumpy, nasty old man who I give money to who comes and shows me how to do it. <laughs> and that's real business consultancy because he's got a skill that I'm desperate to have. So I'm a great learner and ask all the right questions. What's the difference between thoriated tungsten electrodes and, and ordinary tungsten electrodes? And how do you sharpen them? And what's the difference between welding aluminium and stainless steel? And he says monosyllabic re- replies so that 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 kind of i suppose that's the kind of management consultant if i am I, i'm a mutinous dog at heart Good. and i know most companies employ a fair quantity of mutinous dogs and i so i poacher turned gamekeeper so you have all this highfalutin agility here and six sigma there and this that and the other but when it translates to the guy that, uh, when it translates to the guy that takes the money out of the parking meters, you know, and how he delivers the company vision, because he does have to, <laughs> that, that's where my thing comes from. But, but it, it's not everybody who loves me. My, my original book that I wrote, which was another absolute accident that that got commissioned. I got this massive advance. It was ridiculous. Anyway. Um, the first book was based on my skills of helping businesses to grow. And I used to do this through a big advertising agency that was run by a friend of mine who ran a bit of management consultancy on the side. And I would come in with these exciting ideas and he would deliver them to the client because he was slick and fragrant. You know, I mean, you know, he, he used to buy his Aramis by the gallon. And, um, uh, and, uh, I had this such a brilliant idea for one of his clients. I, I felt that I had to, to deliver it in person and he wouldn't let me. And I said, oh, go on. He said, no, I'll present it to the world. He said, no, 
I said, why not? He said, because you'll rush into their boardroom and you'll piss all over their yucca plants. <laughs> and the original book was to be called Pissing on the Yucca Plants, but <laughs> that the, unfortunately, the um, publisher wouldn't, wouldn't go with that. And it became resistance is useless. And the way of the dog was called doing it doggy style, which was also, <laughs> which was also binned by the publisher. But, um, okay, right. So let's get, let's get, get vaguely back on track. So, uh, what do you think holds people back from running the business they really want to run? Well, one of the things is, is having the, the, uh, it's like everybody in a, in a kid's swimming pool, they're all holding the side and you, you have to peel their fingers off and point them away, away from that. If you if you've ever watched a wasp at a window, it goes tonk 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 against the window, like fractured skull time for the wasp. And yet, just one piece of wood away is an open window. But that wasp has to turn itself around, fly into the darkness, and then turn around and fly back towards the light. And and, and it's almost the same with people. They they know they're banging their head but they don't want to revolve 180 degrees and fly into the darkness so that they can choose this new path, you know, which just might be another window or might be that opening they've been looking for. You know, I, mean, I, I, I think... So, I, mean, I, I totally agree with that, because it's like rats, you know, it's like, you know, if rats know there's food down one tunnel, they insist on going the whole length of the tunnel before, yeah. you know, even though they go, oh, Maybe I can't see anything, but they, they, yeah. they still go. And, and, and we, we do that. And, and isn't that, surely that's a real, uh, dis, yeah. the marketing world should have done better at marketing, marketing. The small business support services should have done better at supporting small businesses. I mean, all these, these names of these organizations are actually not what they are. No. Uh, so... So, so what is it? I'll repeat the question because I don't think we got there quite. What's holding people back from running the business they really want? Fear, to simply fear. Fear of actually, and, and well-placed well fear too. I mean, most people who start their own concern are, are probably missing a few brain cells because a sensible person would never put their family's livelihood and the food of their children are up against the thing I, I, I tell a story it's um that, that when I was I, I was employed by the government some time back it might be slightly apocryphal this story but 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 uh I could always predict which ones were going to go and what and a woman had been on one of my start your own business courses the government there's a huge unemployment at the time and the government had this enterprise allowance scheme and I saw this woman 18 months after my course drift, wafting past me in a convertible Rolls Royce. And uh, she had the, these muscular men rubbing warm oil into her willing flesh. And she's throwing 10 pound notes in the air as she's fluttering out of the car. So I said, so it's going all right then. She said, yeah, this self-employment she said yeah i said you're doing it for that rolls royce and she said no i said you're self-employed for those gorgeous men that's right no they're a pain in the ass 
I said, for the money. She said, I don't need the money. She just hurled it into the air. So I said, so, well, okay, if it's none of that, why are you self-employed? And she said, job security. I said, that'd be stupid. She said, come on. She said, I was an area manager for a well-known fizzy drinks company who saw a 130% drop in their business. And out of their 90 factories, they shut 30 of them. And I was in one of the ones that shut. And yet the little turd that sat next to me at, at, at work never did any work. So, so I was subsidizing him 50%. I, I rose to area manager and then I woke up one morning, I hadn't got a job of a strategy that had happened in Chicago or something. And I worked in Milton Keynes. She said, last year I turned 300,000 pounds. She said, if I have a one third drop in my business, I'm going to have to stagger by on 200,000. Poor me. You know? She said, I, I, you know, if you're self-employed, you, you'll never be unemployed. Skint, I, I'll give you. No, 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 no. You know, you, no one's ever going to fire themselves, but people don't have the confidence. It's the biggest contract in the world. Contract in the world. Is your boss really so much cleverer than you are? Does he know so much more? How, how come he's your boss? Most people think their boss is an idiot. So, so why aren't you doing it? You know, put your money where your mouth is and, and, and do it.